Have you ever done a random act of kindness, you know, like paid for someone's groceries or surprising a stranger with a gift card? Or how about showing up at a person's house with a trunk load of gifts to make sure the kiddos get something from Santa? Or bought a meal for the person sitting on the sidewalk with a sign that says homeless? This week, many families will participate in the yearly tradition of exchanging gifts for the holiday season. There's so much that happens in our hearts and minds when we give and get gifts. It's an exchange of energy as well as a present. We previously talked about dopamine, the hormone of drive and pleasure. That's right. And it's been proven that people experience a greater dopamine release when they give a gift or do an act of kindness than when they get something from someone else. In the Bible, Jesus even tells us in Acts 20, 35, that it is more blessed, blessed to give than to receive. The creator of the universe actually tells us how to get more pleasure in this exchange. So let's talk about the art of giving and receiving. And I call it an art because there is technique and strategy and yes, even a proper way to do it. And stick around because we're going to walk you through a visualization exercise that is going to bless your socks off. So let's go. Welcome to the Women of Wild podcast, where we explore what it means to be a woman. We will be discussing real life challenges from being a daughter, a wife, a mother, a single mom, and beyond. We're two friends living very different lives. One is married with all girls. The other is divorced with all boys. We're perfect bookends to speak from opposite perspectives on all the things. Our mission is to search out the heart of a woman and to pour into you wherever you are with real life wisdom, actionable steps, and application of the topics we discuss to continue our self-development into a wild woman. That is a woman of wisdom, impact, love, and dignity. So let's go. Giving has an effect on the brain, which has an effect on the body, which in turn has an effect on the people around us. Our church every year has been doing this for as long as I can remember. Um, a random acts of kindness at the end of the year and everybody gets to the church, they feed us all, they fill our bellies, and then they hand us a bunch of gift cards. And then we just, just go all over the community, restaurants, gas stations, food, grocery stores, and we just look for people to bless. And we try to do it in secret. We try to pay for people's gas without letting them know, you know, if, if we could just jump in ahead of them or we, you know, go jump ahead of them in front of the drive through and pay for the car behind us. And then in the grocery store, it's always like that is hard because you can't do that in secret. And then you just jump in right at that right time and swipe your card and look at them and smile and say Merry Christmas and walk away. And I love that. Uh, the emotions that come to the surface. Isn't it funny how gifts can just make you go to all the feels and I, I love that. And even as you were talking about the one at the grocery store, like I could feel my eyes tearing up, just like how cool that would be for someone, especially if like they really needed that. Right. I yeah. mean, we all need it these days with the price of groceries, but you know, <laughs> obviously there are people who need it more than others and what mm -hmm. a blessing that can be to someone. Yeah. And I have had people do it in restaurants, drive throughs I've had people do it with groceries. 
and there's been time of need and time of not, you know, sometimes it's just out of the blue. And when you receive something that it is, it is a deep experience. It is so funny how that works and how, what it erupts inside of you. But one of the things I loved about how our church instructed us to do it was that we were not to give credit where it was coming from. We were not to mention the church. We were not to connect because it, that's not what it's about, you know, and the very least, if you're going to make a connection that it was, you know, God loves you and he knows, you know, and that was the only thing we were allowed to say. They were like, don't mention the church's names. We're not representing the church tonight. Not this building, not this congregation. We're representing the big church. We're representing the kingdom and we want people to feel seen and loved and accepted And I just, that, I brought my brother with me one year and it was the first time he'd ever experienced something like that in a condensed, because we do like 20 acts in a night. Everybody goes out and they have a handful of cards and you're not just handing out the cards, you're literally paying for people's stuff. And so you get to do this to so many different people and it's such a condensed amount of dopamine in one night. (laughs) My brother was losing his mind. And so after that, he was like, that was literally the best experience I have ever had. And he ended up doing this like all the time. He got so addicted to this secret Santa thing. Every time we went out to eat, he was looking for a victim to bless. And he would just look around and he would tell the waitress, can you just pay for that table? Then don't say a word. Don't tell him. And that was his favorite. He would do everything in secret and just watch their face. And it, he goes, I f- this feels so selfish. <laughs> Like the amount of pleasure it brings feels so selfish. <laughs> like I can't. I love that. that though, and I love that the church. It wasn't like they were trying to get people to come. It wasn't about that. It was just about blessing people yeah. with no strings attached. It was a true gift. And as you were talking, I thought, what a neat thing to do as a family. Like mm-hmm. just go buy a bunch of gift cards and have the kids participate in paying. For things for people and feeling that joy and developing that in them. I think that would be a neat activity to do as a family. Lots of families do it and they'll have the kids go up and do the groceries and you can see the adult get conflicted with that because they're, you know, looking around to see where's your mom, where's your dad, you know, and, and the, and the kids, if they've done it for more than a year, you know, we've done this every year, they know this routine and they love it and they get in, they get into it and they know what to say. They don't look at mom to come rescue them. They know what to say. And Mm -hmm. we've seen that exchange. And that's really funny because a child will bring you to your knees even faster, like just, it's so, so deep and it's so sweet and it's overwhelmingly kind. Like, why do we have such a hard time receiving kindness and receiving like just random acts like that of, of love, especially from a stranger, for some reason, from a stranger, it just erupts you. (laughs) Like you see the videos all over the internet about people walking up and handing people wads of cash or all kinds of stuff like that. Just those videos just get you in all your fields. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. And you know, it's truly being the hands and feet of Jesus in that moment when you're just giving to someone, yes, it feels good, but you're also blessing them in a way that you have no idea what they're going through, what they might need. And I'm guessing a lot of times it's just hitting exactly the need that they have and really making a difference in their lives. And that could be, even if they have the resources, 
there is something powerful. I, you know, I, I was gifted this past May a retreat, a time to come to the beach in this beautiful house and just really be served. And I was not in a place where I felt like I really needed that. And that made it even harder to receive it. Mm. It was interesting. It was, I did have a conflict of feelings like somebody else might need this more or do I really deserve this? And I see that, you know, if it were somebody else, it'd be like, yes, you deserve it. But it, it was hard to receive it for myself. But I went and I had just such a special time and I'm still connected with the women that I met there. And it's a ministry that this other lady has. And she just likes to bless people. Somehow I got on her radar and that was such a special thing for me. And that, that was probably one of those moments where I was like, I don't think I deserve this. And it really was a wrestling match for me a little bit in that moment because I just thought, and because it did come at a time. Now, the year has been a little difficult since. So, and that also, you know how your mind goes. I was like, well, is God preparing me for something that's going to be tough coming up? I don't want that either. You know, it's right. <laughs> we have all those thoughts of like, if something's good, then there's something bad coming in. I could relate, I guess what I'm trying to say is all those feelings of being gifted this retreat. It was an honor. I was excited about it, but I also did have some of that, like, I don't know, maybe somebody else should have it, not me, that, yeah. those feelings. Yeah. Well, I think that's natural. I think a lot of people do that. And whether it's a gift or an act of service, somebody mowing your lawn, if you know you were incapacitated for a little time or something like that, sometimes it just... You, I don't know what that is underneath. Sometimes it could be ego, pride. Sometimes it's just that thing that comes to the surface where you f just don't feel worthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does tap on those heat, those unhealed wounds. You know, when you receive something that's random and you couldn't prepare for it, you didn't know it was coming. And <laughs> it's such a surprise. But you were just saying that the girl who blessed you, the lady who blessed you with that trip to the beach, she has a ministry doing that, doing yeah. just, now I can see why, because her brain is constantly being flooded with pleasure <laughs> because <laughs> God knew how he was designing us. He wants us to do these things out of the kindness of our hearts because it in turns it's a double blessing for the giver. The giver is doubly blessed. You know, we're only going to be doubly blessed if the person we're giving to is able to receive it. But if that person is unable to receive it, and because you could have said no, right? You could have been like, yeah. I, I just don't think that this is the right time. I don't feel like this is something I deserve. This is too much. You know, you could have rejected yeah. it. And, and then the blessing would have been lost on her. She wouldn't have received it, been able to get her own blessing in that. Um, I think what we'll do is jump into the visualization exercise right now, and then we're going to flesh out a little bit more on the other side of this. So instead of having too much quiet time and like just silence on the episode, what we're going to do is just say, this is, this is a moment where you can pause it and 
do some, you know, reflection and conjuring of some memories. So we'll walk you through this. And then if you want to come back and listen to it, that's what I recommend is we'll go through the whole exercise, two exercises of visualization, and then you can either pause it and do it now, or you can come back and listen to this at a time when you can really concentrate and get into your memory and your thoughts and bring back up these things, but we'll jump into it. So what we're going to do is just try to help you experience something again in your mind because our brains do not know the difference between something that we're visualizing and thinking about and the real thing. So if we bring up a memory that a real memory that actually happened and had an effect on our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts, we will experience it just like it happened that time and whether it's good or bad, right? That's what you that's what you kind of taught us in the trauma training episode. Yes. So what we'll do is just have you close your eyes. If you're in a position to do so, just close your eyes and think of a time when you did something kind for someone else and their reaction was obviously gratitude. And imagine their expression in their body language and recall what they said or did or how they reacted and in their reaction, you had a reaction. And it's probably an emotion and a feeling. They made you feel something by their reaction. Try to label that feeling and capture that moment in your mind and feel it. Feel it throughout your body. Where in your body are you feeling it? And this is where you need to pause and just give time to recall that memory and recall all the details that you can all the feelings that you had, all the emotions, and label the emotions. And then the next one is, close your eyes again, think of a time when someone did something or gave you something that you really wanted or needed. And really recall the thoughts and feelings you had in that moment, whether it's good or bad, whether it made you uncomfortable or made you cry. And what did you say, either to yourself or out loud, how did you react? Capture those emotions that you felt and label those emotions you felt. Label them. Where did you feel it in your body? And this is a time to pause so you can go through that exercise and recall that memory. So you came up with this exercise and I think it's a good one. Did you try it out? Do you have something that comes to your mind? I definitely want to share how it used to come to my mind because um, I have gone through a lot of healing and there were times when I was blessed, overly blessed, and people have stepped in and they have been the gap fillers in the hands and feet of Jesus in my life during deep times of need. And I felt shame. I felt unworthy. I felt embarrassed because I needed and so I felt like I was broken and weak, um, and it was hard for me to receive it. And there's been times when I've rejected help, and I've rejected kindness because of those unhealed wounds. And when I think about those times now, I can see how those things that were trying to be my, my help and those things that were trying to come into my life, flow into my life, were not to just flow into me and stop. They were trying to flow through me, but I stopped it. I rejected it and it wasn't 
I wasn't able to be a vessel of that blessing. But since I'm thankful that I have been able to own that, own that not feeling worthy of getting help or time or wisdom or somebody's expertise or experience, a meal, you know, that those are things that that are pretty basic. It's not over the top for people to give that to one another. I think I realized that I, I am actually hurting the person that's trying to give me this thing. You know, in that moment, I made it all about me and all about my wounds. And now I can receive compliments. I can receive gifts. And when something is handed to me, I reach my hand out without hesitation because I want the person to be blessed. I want them to feel the goodness of what they're doing and they want to give and I want to get, (laughs) and I want to be on the other side of that table too. I love that. And you were talking earlier and you mentioned this in a previous episode. You don't want to be a blessing blocker. No, no, it's a flow. It's like you have to just let it flow through you because if you get that blessing and you receive it, chances are it's going to multiply. Whatever it is, it's going to multiply and you can overflow it and pass it right on. I have a couple friends that struggle with receiving And I do think it comes from that place of shame and unworthiness. And I really, I tell them, I'm like, just say thank you. (laughs) Just take it. And you don't have to bring anything and you are allowed. But it's so hard for them. And I'm, you know, praying that they will work on that piece like you did where it's, it's hard. And I've had to do the same thing. I've gotten better at it. Even with compliments and kind words, sometimes they're hard to receive. I've been doing these parent workshops with another woman, Kim. And one of the things that we do in the first session is fill out our strengths. We're looking for our strengths. And she says, I love the way she says this because she says people often have a hard time coming up with their own strengths. We feel like it's arrogant or something to say. And she's like, don't, don't look at it that way. Any strength or good quality that you had was given to you from God. So, so don't think of it as yourself. Think of it as this is a God-given strength that I have. And, you know, if that makes it easier for you, they're coming from God's gift to us to begin with. So we can share them with other people. That's what they're Mm -hmm. for. Yeah. When you recognize that it's not an egotistical thing, you didn't create it. It was given to you. It was sewn into you. Mm -hmm. Gifts and skills. That's a a heavenly gift. That's, That's so great. I love that. And so receive them and use them. We were talking about learning to receive. I think there is that good feeling of giving. We want to give. And that does make us feel better sometimes than receiving. But receiving is important. And I think that comes from, it's biblical. It's God wants to teach us the act of giving for fun and for free, because that's what he's done for us. He's given freely. And we're, all we have to do is receive what he's given us. And even that is hard. We want to work for it. Yeah. We feel like we have to work for his love and grace. And I almost think the practice of that in our own life with other people is a greater picture of what he's done for us and how it's just hard the way that we are to receive God's unconditional love, to receive someone else's unconditional love or 
the gift that they have for us. It isn't about whether we're worthy or not, really. It's about someone wanting to bless us for who we are or what we need or what, you know, it's, we don't even have to look at it that way, but it's so hard for our brains to wrap around that, I think. Yeah. When I, um, I had a friend that threw me a party when I launched a book, um, a couple of years ago and she threw um, a launch party for me and I was kind of telling another friend of mine about the whole event. I mean, it was a launch party and all of my friends showed up with gifts. I didn't know that was a gift giving reason. Like I thought you would just come and we would take pictures and we'd talk about the book and we would, you know, do a little social media stuff, but they all came with gifts. They loved on me all night. There was all these decorations and the food was over the top. I mean, it was just so overwhelming for me to receive that. And I was the center of attention, which was not something I have practiced in my life in that kind of situation. I mean, I was completely overwhelmed and I was talking and reliving that moment with another friend. And when I was telling her, I just felt so loved on and so accepted and so seen and and, and it was a strange experience. And she asked me, were you able to receive it? And I said, oh, you know, that is a great question. That is a great question. But am I able to receive it? Just receive the love, receive the kindness, receive the attention uh, and the acknowledgement of, of the thing that I did. And I think that question really is a litmus test to see, are you able to receive it from them? Because that if you can't receive it from a person, how much are you not receiving from the Lord? Because he wants to love you lavishly, like beyond your expectation. That's a blessing blocker right there. I mean, that's that's truly what, what's happening is if we are unable, un, you know, it's about learning. Like you said, yeah. it's a learning process. Learn to receive so that we can be overwhelmed by the goodness of God. He wants to overwhelm us in that. And that would certainly balance the overwhelm of life here, right? I mean, how many people are living the overwhelm of this season, just trying to keep up, trying to, you know, make all ends meet. And, you know, the schedule gets really crazy this time of year with the amped up socializing. And I mean, how many people feel overwhelmed and how great would it be to just balance that with the overwhelming goodness that God wants to flow through you? Yeah. And becoming so busy or trying to meet whatever expectations, decorations and events and gifts and all that, it's, it steals the joy from just the purpose like of, of giving, of receiving, of just loving other people. We have so many expectations of this season and some people love it, but a lot of people don't. And I see, I have, I know I have close people in my life that dread all of this stuff and those that love it. And it's often one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it magnifies whatever's inside, you know, yeah. it magnifies the dread or it magnifies the excitement. Mm-hmm. My sister is the kind of person that cannot not give and we'll, we'll all decide and make the decision that we are going to pick names out of a hat this year. So we don't have to buy 37 gifts. We're just going to buy one gift and we're going to exchange one gift with the extended family, right? She will never show up with just one gift. She gives everybody gifts. She can't help it. (laughs) In years past, I used to think, I know my sister is going to show up with a gift. (laughs) And so I have to show up with a gift too, even though I didn't get her name. Like it's a debt owed. But I think that she didn't want a gift in return. 
the goodness that she feels is when she can give you a gift, even if you're expecting it, you know, she's going to break the rules. She breaks them every year (laughs) that just accept it and do the rules because you should follow the rules, but I don't want to. That's how she lives. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to follow the rules. I'm going to buy everybody a gift, but not feeling a debt. I think it's important that we just don't allow that energy to come into the exchange that maybe you didn't buy a gift for a person that you show up and somebody has a gift available and ready. And you just have those people that are just the perfect host. They just seem to be ready with a candle or some potpourri or something really nice, you know, to just hand you because they want to have everybody walk out of their house with something. I think it's important that as the receiver that we not bring into it, the sense of debt, just receive it. And I remember listening to this man, Jeff Van Vonder, and I've mentioned him before. He's one of my favorite um, authors, and he's a family therapist, I think. But he talks about gift. A, a gift is truly something that you give someone with no expectation of something in return. And if there's an expectation of something in return, then it, it's an arrangement. It's not a gift. And that could be like even on Christmas, if if we're all giving and receiving gifts, there's an expectation. It's not, maybe it's a gift isn't the right word if it's something that is expected to go both ways. It's an arrangement, but a true gift, in the definition, is something that is given to someone without the expectation of something coming back in return. And it's it's hard to kind of wrap our heads around that sometimes. I remember learning back in the day because as someone who struggles with codependency and that thing, there was always this obligation of having to do for other people or giving, giving, and that would maybe include more like time, energy, resources, that kind of thing, like volunteering for things that I didn't feel Mm -hmm. called to volunteer for (laughs) out of obligation. Mm -hmm. Those types of giving is more what I'm talking about. But they said, if it's not for fun or for free, then your motivation is probably not in the right place. <laughs> like, that's right. Um, so if if you're giving, and there might be some family situations where you just give a gift out of obligation, but that doesn't it give you the joy that it does when in the way that we're talking about here today. There's that true giving out of just love, or because you know someone needs something and you happen to have it and you're okay with just letting that go, whatever it is, I think is the type that we're talking about where that does give us that hit in our brains where we're, it does bring joy to us and hopefully to that other person. Yes. And uh, that energy flow like you were talking about. Yeah. And I think you know as the receiver when something's being given to you in ill motive, mm-hmm. right? When When you know somebody's trying to make arrangements or do something for you that has strings attached, you that's a repulsion response. You will have a repulsion response to that because if you if you are met with that energy, if you recognize it and you discern it, you're gonna put your hands up like I am not interested in that kind of gift giving, you know? Right. Strings attached is not a gift. Like you, I love that. It's an arrangement. Mm-hmm. You have a label for it. It's easier to identify it. It's an arrangement. That's not a gift. Yeah. One of the things that comes to my mind, like I remember growing up as a child and you have that one thing that you just want so badly (laughs) and that you're hoping for Christmas and you get it and it might be exciting in that moment, you know, 
I've learned just throughout life, there's those things that we want so badly and then they lose, they lose that wonder and excitement very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I referenced this, I think it was in our gratitude episode a few weeks ago around Thanksgiving, but when I took that class on the science of well-being, one of the tools they gave us was called savoring. And, and this has, and they brought in the idea of when you, when you get that thing that you wanted so badly, our brains immediately adapt to it and get used to it. And that's why the excitement, I think it's called hedonic adaptation, but it, it's like now that we have it, it's lost some of its wonder. <laughs> but one of the ways they said to kind of prolong that was savoring, really just being present in the moment, enjoying it, being grateful for it, savoring that moment a little bit each time that you, whatever it is, you use it or play with it or whatever, or look at it, depending on, you know, what, what it was. But that was something to make it last a little longer and a tool and to help our brains like enjoy it for longer because and I'm sure everybody can kind of relate to that where you order something or you get something and you're so excited about it and then it just really it loses that wonder so quickly Mm -hmm. but that's not because the thing wasn't I mean the thing is a thing but it's it's really how our brain adapts to it so quickly yeah yeah it's I don't think that we're actually made to maintain a heightened state of excitement for very long anyway. You know, it, mm-hmm. if we can't just stay on the mountaintop, it, it, you know, we just ebb and flow with our excitement level. And with a thing, we already know that there's no thing that can truly satisfy us. That's going to be a super temporary thing <laughs> for a thing to mm-hmm. satisfy us or to, you know, that's why I think savoring is important because it is temporary and you can, you can extend the joy of the moment by really connecting with the gift, the, the giver, the moment, the, the act, you know, whatever it is. I'm thinking, you know, when you were saying that there's, there's a picture that I was given by my sister years ago and it invokes in me very warm and fuzzy feelings. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of that gift that keeps on giving. It brings me to the moment the memory when she gave it to me and it has so much meaning because of what the picture is. And I won't talk about it because it made me cry, but (laughs) savoring it in the moment made the memory stick Mm -hmm. in my head. Just, you know, really looking at it and connecting with this painting and hearing my sister tell me what she sees in it and why she wanted to give it to me was a moment of savoring. It was like, sit in the moment for a second. Instead of like when I was a kid, you rip one open, you throw it to the side, you rip another one open, you throw it to the <laughs> You know, as, as adults, we can know that we can sit in the moment for a second and just really appreciate everything that there is about the whole exchange of energy there. Yeah. And it really, it really makes that thing, whatever it is, it may be a candle that burns out and you throw away and you don't have it for very long. But when it's like a picture that sits on the wall or something that stays around that triggers such sweetness in me every time I stop and look at the picture. I love that. Maybe the way that moment happened when she gave it to you and the things she said and you being present in that moment probably impacted that and how you see it even today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had just enough 
maturity at that moment to be able to receive the sweetness of the moment. I was kind of young, but old enough to receive the sweetness of it. And I think as I've matured, it's just gotten sweeter to feel the depth of that sweet gift. It wasn't just a random item off of a shelf. It was something she sought out and, and got for me and it was very sweet. Well, I think it's time to wrap up, but do you have any golden takeaways or moments from this episode? I think my, my takeaway is going to be that a gift truly is for free, that there's no strings attached and we should never give a gift or do something kind for somebody with expectation in return. And not that I do that, but uh, I, I think that it reframes for me the whole purpose of gift giving, that it reminds me that this is not to showboat. It is not to get the glory. It is to just bless. And I love, you know, the no strings attached gift giving, that that's truly what a gift is. How about you? Like What's that. your takeaway? I think for me, because I never had, I've heard of random acts of kindness and people paying for things and doing that. But the idea of doing it as a group or a family and just going out and buying some gift cards and then staying out and using them on people. <laughs> like, I think that would be a really fun activity. And I love the idea of just kind of bringing, I mean, my kids are older, but I think they would really love that activity, you know, idea. And uh, I think that could be a lot of fun. So I just think that's such a neat thing that your church does. And what a great way to bless people. Not only the people that are being blessed, but even the people that are getting to give. It's it's like a two-sided thing that's exciting Absolutely. and neat. Yeah. I love that. So I'm going to wrap up here. This is actually a story that Debbie shared with me, but she's going to have me read it. <laughs> and, uh, Thank you. <laughs> it's one of those. Hopefully I can read it. I don't have the emotional attachment to it that she does. So. I love this uh, little phrase, give the present, receive the present, be in the present, and enjoy the present. Christmas is a season of renewal and refreshment and remembering. Sometimes we get to this season, this time of year, barely dragging ourselves over the finish line, spiritually speaking, and sometimes physically and mentally and emotionally, I think. And we hear the Christmas story of when a child was born in a manger and we're reminded of the real reason for the season. I feel that conviction of having lost sight of his goodness and his mercy. And sometimes we barely have anything left in us to give by this time of year. I was reminded of this in a conversation with a spiritual sister yesterday. And she said, I think the good Lord designed it that way. He knew we'd be riding on empty, and the Christmas story and the Christmas season is a gift to us to renew our hope, love, and peace. He is the Prince of Peace. Merry Christmas from us, Sally and Debbie, the Women of Wild podcast, and the Wild community, to you, your family, and your loved ones. Shalom. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. Let us know what you liked and what your main takeaways were. We'd also love to know what topics you'd want to hear about on future episodes. To connect with us further on social media or to learn more about our services, 
click on the links in the show notes or email us at womenofwildpodcast at gmail.com. And if you know anyone that would benefit from hearing this episode, please share it. To continue the discussion about this episode, join us in our private Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes. Until next week, stay wild. Stay wild.